coming up. Sometime when, when, when somebody says, um, I love you, we look for it in certain kind of ways. We've been programmed by the world to look for love in certain kind of ways. Sometimes we ascribe to God those ways that the world taught us that love looked like. And when we do that, we err. We err. Hello and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. God's love is everlasting and complete. And guess what? It's available to you. No matter what happens in life, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, nothing can separate you from his love. What good news. Join us for the message series, Inseparable Love, where Pastor Rob explains the many characteristics of God's love. Here's part one of the message, God's protective love. Let's get into our message for the day. Again, our series we've been working on is Inseparable Love. And today will be the third part of the series. And I'll be reading from Romans chapter 8, verse 28 through 39. Hopefully you have an outline and something to write with. If not, just raise your hand. We will oblige. And so I'll be reading this passage in the Christian Standard Bible, the CSB. Amen. It reads, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He did not even spare his own son, but offered him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? Who can bring an accusation against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more, has been raised. And he also is at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, because of you, because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Today, as I said, is our third message in the series. So we talked about um, the nature, the nature of God's love was the first part of the series, and then we talked about God's familial love and how God wanted a family. He wanted you 
He wanted me to be in his family. And so today our subtopic is God's protective love. God's protective love. And when we think about God's protective love, we should ask a question. Should ask a question. Just like we would about anybody who says or claims they love us. And write this down. The question is, how is God demonstrating his protective love for me? How is God demonstrating his protective love for me? I want to make this clear as you ponder that question, that you understand that his protective love and God's love covers your total person, your total person, um, your, your total person. Sometime when, when, when somebody says, um, I love you, we look for it in certain kind of ways. And we've been programmed by the world to look for love in certain kind of ways. And sometimes we ascribe to God those ways that the world taught us that love looked like. And when we do that, we err. We err. We err. Some, some, some of us, the world has taught us that love equals, well, you know, if you love me, then give me some money. <laughs> you know, the world will teach you that. If you, you love me, give me some money, you know, kind of thing. And, and we want to ascribe that to God. And so when God says he loves you and then you look at your wallet and then you go like, God, where's the love? <laughs> All right, where's the love? You, you open up your bank statement and you're like, God, not a whole lot of love in here, God, not a whole lot of love. And then God say, I, I want you to tithe. And then you go like, God, you ain't been loving me, though. God, I can't, I can't love you back. We get it all twisted because we're looking for God's love in the way the world says it's, it's love. So we got to understand that God's love, it, it affects our total person, mind, body, and soul. Affects your total person. The whole you, not just part of you. See, you, you, can, you, can have, you can have money, and money can help you in certain kind of ways, but there are some things money can't help you with. Okay. Money, money don't repair your broken heart. You know, it just won't. It won't you, know, you, you, you be at the mall crying, buying all kind of stuff. Okay, <laughs> spending the money, but still broken, still broken heart. I, I remember I, I was at a funeral many years ago, and I had an epiphany. I had an epiphany at a funeral. And the family was really distraught, and they came up to view the body. And the family was really distraught, and it hit me like it hit me so clearly that at that moment, at that moment, the pain they were feeling, I could have dropped a million dollars in their hand. It wouldn't have stopped. It wouldn't have. It wouldn't have helped. It wouldn't have. It wouldn't have solved the grief. It, it wasn't. It's like. If I had said, I'm going to give you, if you stop crying right now, I'm going to give you a million dollars. The ones that really love the deceased, they wouldn't have been able to stop. 
Okay. They just you couldn't because it would, it, 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 money, can't, money don't help that. So, so I'm so glad that God loves my total me. You know, he don't just love that, that part of me, you know. <laughs> you know, he loves all of me. And his love works for the best for me. Even when I'm not working for the best of me. So he demonstrates his love for our total person, mind, body, and soul. And I'm going to give you a few ways that he's done that. Number one, and he, he's done it, he's demonstrated his love, protective love for me in many ways that I don't know. In many ways that I don't know. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says, for my thoughts, and this is God talking, <laughs> my thoughts are not your thoughts, <laughs> neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Y'all hear what God say? God, God say, y'all see the heavens? You see how far it is away from you. You know, jump up and try to touch it. You're going to come up short. Or you'll go get on a trampoline and try. You still won't make it. <laughs> you ain't going to make it. And he says, that's how far my thoughts and my ways are from yours. So God's protective love is then being demonstrated in ways I don't even have a clue. <laughs> Not an inkling about how he's doing it, okay? You, you got to wrap that around your head. This, this is another reason that when things are bad, you can declare that God is still awesome because you know that he's demonstrating his awesomeness, he's demonstrating his love for, for you in ways you can't even wrap your head around. You, you can't even see it, can't even see it. And those of us, those of us who've been parents, you know, you know, <laughs> your, your, when, your, when your kids came into the world, they had no clue. They had no clue what it took to prepare the milk that they drank. <laughs> they had no clue. They had no clue how they was disrupting your life. <laughs> you know, just just disrupting your life. You getting two hours of sleep, you know, every night. They had they didn't have a clue. They could, they could, and if you tried to tell them, you went to the crib and you said, you know, mama only got two hours of sleep, and they'll still keep crying. Right? <laughs> keep crying. Keep crying because they didn't have a clue of what, what, what it was putting you through. You know? Then they get 15. And you think they would get a clue. But at 15, they still don't have a clue. <laughs> they still don't have a clue. They still don't have a clue, they still have a clue what, it, what, what you're doing to protect them and keep them. They don't have a clue. They don't know what it's about yet. They're still trying to figure it out. You know? <laughs> still don't have a clue. Coming to you asking you some dumb questions. You know, mama, can I? And then the, 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 the blank gets filled in with some stuff that's just outrageous. You, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, you know, it's just outrageous. It's above, it's above our budget. You know, you asking me for stuff that is way outside our budget. <laughs> you know, I, I can't do that. Because they don't have a clue of what it takes. Don't have a clue. And so God is demonstrating his love in ways that we simply don't fully understand because it's on a whole nother level. 
And it's funny how we still keep trying to figure out. Ain't that crazy? We still find ourselves. I, I, well, I do. I'm going to talk about me since y'all so, you know, y'all so good. I'm going to talk about me. I still find myself at times trying to figure out how God going to demonstrate his, his love for me. I'm trying, well, so God, how you going to do this? You know, I, 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 I ain't talking outward, but in my mind, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm mapping it out in my mind. Yeah, God, you know, oh, God, is that what you're going to do? We still be trying to figure it out. When God already said, my ways are not yours. My thoughts are not yours. And so that, because we're trying to figure it out, it gets us into some false expectations about God. And then it leads us to some disappointments that we blame on God. We get disappointed because we have false expectations and blame God for not coming through. God said, I never said I was going to do that. That was in your head. I didn't tell you that. That was in your head. I remember um, when I was a young man early, early in um, our marriage. Early twenties and money got tight, and I was like, "Oh man, God, I need some help here." And then out, out of nowhere, we got a, we got a, we got a, a. I think it was a Christmas bonus on the job, right? And um, I was thinking, I was still thinking, God, when are you gonna come through for me? <laughs> Y'all, 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 now did I, did I, did I, did I, did I, let me say it again. We, out of nowhere, we got a Christmas bonus, and I'm still thinking, so God, when, you know, when you going to help me out here? Unexpected. Now, the, here's the thing, because I, I had a false belief about how God's protective love works for my total person. And part of my false belief was that when God does something for me, he does it for me. <laughs> Y'all get what I'm saying? That was my thinking. That, it, okay, if it's God working for me, then he must do it only <laughs> for me. And that was, a, that was a false belief. That lie came from somewhere. I don't know where I got it. I don't know where I got that lie from, but I got it. I thought it. And so when God blessed everybody with a bonus, I didn't think it was God for me. And then along the way, God had to shake me and wake me up and say, just because I was generous to everybody don't mean I wasn't thinking about you. Maybe, maybe everybody got the blessing because of you. Y'all, you ever thought about that? That God blessed all the, all the folk because of you. He really was blessing you, but he said, well, since they in the boat, too, I'll just, you know, I'll be generous. And, and since I'm an awesome God and I'm a generous God, I'll just be generous to everybody. But really, I got you on my mind. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? We've done that before. We wanted to do something for our kids, and their friends just happened to come over that day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like you had already told yourself that um, um, to, on this day, I'm going to do this for my, my child. And then it so happened couple of their friends end up being there the same day. And so now, you, whatever you're doing, you're buying extra of them, <laughs> you know, because you don't want to leave them out, right? And so you, if you can be that generous, what about God? God can just be generous to everybody. But he really, really, like you, you was really intending to do this for your child. And they just happened to come along, so you blessed them too. 
Why can't God do the same thing? His protective love for us. A second way he demonstrates his protective love, he does it in some ways that I do know. He does it in some ways I do know. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Y'all see what Apostle Paul says here? He says that no matter how many of God's promises in Christ, they're yes, they're amen. So it let it be. Let it be so. I agree. Amen. That's all amen means. Let it be so. I agree. He says you, the promises. So God blesses us or protects us in ways, some ways we do know because they are in his promises. He made some promises to us that we can read about <laughs> in his word. And we can know that he's protecting us in some of the ways. Because of his promises. And his promises for you, if you're in Christ, is amen. 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 So when God blessed me with that Christmas bonus, I should have said amen. Amen. I should have broke out into my amen dance. But no, 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 I didn't. I went into that, you know, God, so God, what's up? I ain't by myself. I know y'all been there before. You've been there before. I should have broke out into my amen dance and said, God, amen, God, amen. But I got there eventually. I got there eventually, and I said, okay, God, just because you gave it to everybody, it doesn't mean you wasn't thinking about me. So, amen, God. Promises are yes, amen, in Christ. So we know about some of them and how he protects us. Look what, uh, oh, and, and then by the way, you know that there's over 7,000 promises in the Bible. Uh, oh, it's over 7,000, y'all. So, so there's, there's like 7,000 ways you do know. <laughs> All right? It, well, that is if you read your Bible <laughs> and you read the promises and you become aware of them. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but if God got something for me and he promised to give it, i like to know about it think I like to know about it and so that's why I find myself reading his word meditating upon his word so that I can be familiar with what God might do for me amen amen now some of the promises are conditional ones though <laughs> I'm gonna say that again some of the promises are conditional there's some things that you might have to do to get him. Look what 2 Peter 1, 3 through 4 says. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself, by means of his marvelous and Marvelous glory and excellence. I'm going to back up on that again because we see a condition here. Listen here. There's a condition here. He says, by God's, I'm going to read that again. By God's divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. He says, we have received all of this. How or why? By coming to know him. 
That's a condition. All right. All right. So God's divine power and receiving these, these, these promises the, or these things that we need to live rightly comes because we've come to know him. That's how you get to it. Unfortunately, many of us is not working very hard to get to know him. Consequently, many of us are missing out. Missing out on the, some stuff we need to live a godly life. Not working hard enough to get to know him so that we can receive these things. Verse 4 reads on, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. Okay. So these are not lightweight promises. Okay, they, they, they're not, you know, okay, yeah. Uh, no, they're, 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 they're great and they're precious. So, so they're great and they're valuable promises. God, God says, I have for you. I, 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 they, 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 they're not the ones that you, you throw away. No, no, these are some that you will want to keep. You will want to keep it. And he goes on and says, these are promises that enable you. Look here. This is how great it is. These promises enable you to share his divine nature. What? What? By coming to know him, God has given me everything I need to live a godly life. He's given me promises. He's given me promises that enable me. They enable me. Okay. To share in his divine nature. You mean, God, you'll give me a piece of you? God said, yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I will. And then he reads on and says, and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. So through his promises, I can experience his divine nature and I can escape the corruption of the world. Oh, I wish I can go back. I wish I could go back <laughs> and get rid of some of that corruption because the world, some of that corrupt. I told, did I tell y'all I used to, I used to cut us. Did I? I, I, I told y'all that, didn't I? I told y'all, yeah, yeah. I wish I could go back. I wish I can go back and 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 take some of the letters away that I that I said before. You know that M and that F. You know, I wish I could go back <laughs> and escape the corruption of the M and the F. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I wish I could you know, just take, uh, take and be more like God. Oh, yeah. He says these promises help you escape the corruption. It's important to escape the corruption. See, what God is saying here. If you come to know me, I got promises for you that will protect you from yourself. Y'all get this? Look what he says here. He says you escape the world's corruption caused by what? Human desires. 
It's corruption in the world that's caused by human desires. So God's promises will protect you from yourself, your own desire. You're, you human, right? You got some desires, and some of your desires just ain't right. You know it. <laughs> some of the stuff you desire, it just ain't right. It just ain't right. It ain't, it, it ain't right on Monday. It ain't right on Tuesday. <laughs> you know, it ain't right on Wednesday. It just ain't right. And there's corruption in the desire. Our desires has taken us to places we shouldn't have been. At our hands touching stuff we should have never touched. Our eyes seeing things that should have never saw. Our ears hearing things that should have never heard. And those things and touching those things, seeing those things, hearing those things, experiencing those things corrupted us. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes, and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. So we give away stuff we don't want. But sacrifice is not about, especially God's sacrifice, it's not about giving up something you don't want. No, it's giving up something you want. It's giving you something that has value to you. That's what true sacrifice is. I submit that this culture of ours is uh, probably part of the reason we, uh, we, have, a tr we have trouble loving right because we're not really conditioned to sacrifice, to give up something of value for somebody else. Just give them what we don't want. Thank you for listening.